It's a me, a Mario. And I'm Luigi. And this week on Recently Logged, we're talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie. Wahoo! <laughs> I was going to do that voice for the entire episode, but my lawyers <laughs> called and uh, they advised me against it. I think I think this would get taken down even faster than the farewell video. <laughs> R.I.P. to the farewell Nintendo, video. Nintendo is notorious. Nintendo's notorious. And my lawyers strongly advised me to not do the Mario voice. They said anymore. they said those exact words. They said Nintendo is notorious. <laughs> they didn't they didn't go any further than that. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys hello i'm i'm robbie and i'm micah and we're recently logged That's the podcast so where we talk about the movies we do we do that and we're brothers which what? is relevant to this movie this is a movie about brothers movie. this is about to be our favorite movie we've ever talked about technically on the about bros micah. we grew up <laughs> on mario we are bros we are bro what i was about to <laughs> what else is there we were we were a couple of homeschoolers we had nothing but mario in our textbooks <laughs> through, through all of our childhood years that was how it was. <laughs> it was it was do the do algebra and then go save the princess do algebra princess that's all it was that's, that was the grind it, and, and you know, it has now evolved <laughs> <laughs> into a film podcast somehow i don't know where i'm going we, 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 bit. <laughs> we somehow went from princess to podcast and that's all <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah we're talking about the super mario bro movie we're talking about the the super mario bros not movie. the new super mario bros not that not that we crap <laughs> that wii u garbage <laughs> Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we're back though. We were, we took a break. We were going to do this last week. Um, I think, <laughs> is the giveaway still up for the, uh, it's currently Covenant? the 14th as of recording this. So that means it's open for four more days. It's open for um, four but when this comes out, days. it'll be, it'll be open more. for three more days. <laughs> if you want to find more information about that, go listen to the alien covenant alien episode. Covenant. You can have a chance to win a digital copy of alien covenant. It'll be super cool. Um, and yeah, it would be so awesome. It would be so awesome. It would be so it would cool. Be, no, Ravi, because that just reminds <laughs> me that we could have had that, and instead we have this movie. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about um, the Mario movie that just came out, the the animated one, not the um, old one. <laughs> right. <laughs> that that seems infamous. We have not seen the live no, action. No, we one. haven't. So we have I really no, want we have to. no compare. <laughs> the turtle, the like Koopas in that movie look deranged and every, awesome. Every, everything I... <laughs> in that movie looks deranged, and Mario's like, "Hey, kids, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> what the heck, Luigi? Are you seeing?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's the movie. And if that's the movie, then that sounds like it's going to be like I was my about favorite to say, movie. It sounds like the greatest movie ever made, but instead we're talking about the new Illumination one. Uh, but more uh, info about the movie in our next segment where we go over all of the information. So let's let's go do that. Let's let's go down some green pipes <laughs> to get us to the, the next metaphorical <laughs> green pipes. The next section Whoa. of the podcast.
So again, we're talking about the Super Mario Bros. period movie. Wow. Amazing. Uh, it's a 2023 movie. Wow. It is rated... Current. <laughs> it is rated what? PG. I'm sorry. That sounded way, like, sharper than I wanted to. <laughs> we're going to struggle through this one. Okay. We're making too many jokes. I'm sorry. We're laughing too we're much. It's a giggling mess. Um, it's ra- rated PG. It is an hour and 32 minutes. Its little IMDb description is a plumber named Mario. <laughs> Tra- yeah. I think we got that. <laughs> Can't. Tra- travels through an underground labyrinth with his brother Luigi trying to ca- trying to save a captured princess. Actually, it's more Peach trying to save Luigi, like, with Mario, you know? Yeah, like, the, the princess doesn't get captured. Yeah. Like, she vaguely does. She, but she she's gets more, captured in, like, no, the she, last little bit. She doesn't even get captured. She, like, half... She, like, surrenders. She, yeah, she surrenders. She's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll marry you to where my friends don't die. They but mentioned, that's not They mentioned captured. in the Wikipedia article, actually, that they, like, consciously chose to put Luigi in more of a damsel in distress role. Which is this. funny. Which is kind of funny. Because uh, it's Charlie Day. <laughs> it's Charlie Day. <laughs> the cast is uh, Chris Pratt, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, the aforementioned Charlie Day, yeah. uh, Jack Black, uh, <laughs> Kevin Michael Richardson, hey. uh, Carrie Payton, Charles Martinet? Martinet? Martinet, yeah. Martinet. We can only assume. Uh, I was going to try and find Seth Rogen. (laughs) Right? Like, where's where's the Uh, other, like, actual... Fred Armisen. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird listing on here. Keegan-Michael Key wasn't even that far up. Yeah, it's very weird. He's like one of the main characters. (laughs) It is directed by... Two people. That sounds lovely. Aaron... Horvath? Harvath? Horvath? Horvath. Horvath. And Michael Jelinek? Jelinek? I have no idea. Interesting. And co-directed by Pierre Luduc, I'm going to say. Yeah. And Fabian Pollock. Fabian. Fabian. I assumed. (laughs) I have no idea. I am so good with names. I mean, it's Illumination uh, France, right? Yeah, I was about to say, those are the French uh, co-directors. Yeah. It was written by Matthew Fogel. Just one guy. Just one guy, apparently. (laughs) Well, I believe, um, if if I'm remembering correctly, that's the um, showrunner for the Unikitty show. Interesting. um, Who also collaborated on Teen Titans Go with this directing pair. See, in Teen Titans Go to the movie. Oh, oh, here we go. Well, the show Teen Titans Go. Got it, I know. But Teen Titans Go to the movies is really funny. Uh, He did not write Teen Titans Go to the movies. He wrote The Minions, The Rise of Gru. That makes sense. And The Lego Movie 2. And hit movie Big Mama's Like Father, Like Son. Interesting. I thought it was just like singular Big Mama. Well, this is a sequel. Oh, I guess because it's a sequel. This is the third Big Mama movie. Okay. The trilogy capper. I got it. I got it. Uh, Also... Oh, no. Shout out to the original writer Miyamoto. Got to get his name in there. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, he like created the characters. He did. If I'm not he mistaken. did. Yeah, that's why. Oh my gosh, it's got the editor Eric Osmond is the editor <laughs> of this movie. He also edited Scooby Doo: The Mystery Begins and Scooby Doo: Curse of the Lake Monster. Which, for those of you who didn't watch every single Scooby Doo movie in existence, those are the two live action movies that are not the two live action movies that everyone likes. <laughs> <laughs> the ones with Robbie Emil uh, playing Fred. I mean, honestly, like, 
I don't know. We're getting way off base. This is not basic facts. I'm having fun (laughs) delving into I was about to, like, make a comment about the quality of the editing in this movie. (laughs) Uh, Well, I was looking for any more, like, notable things. Uh, There are so many people under songs. I was looking for composers. Yeah, there's, Um, there's, like, the video game composers and... um, Brian Tyler. I was about to say two two score composer. Two credited composers. Yeah. Um we've got Brian Tyler and Koji Kondo. Yes. Who did most of Nintendo's music. Yeah. So that those Yes. This this was the basic <laughs> that <facts. was. laughs> Uh yeah, let's get into what we actually thought of the movie. Let's All right, so Robbie, if you could sum it up in not so many words, okay. uh, what would you say about the Mario Mario movie? What would you What do you think about the Mario movie? About the Super Mario the Bros. Super Bros Mario movie. Bros. movie <laughs> Illumination the su- 2023 Illuminations <laughs> Super the Super Mario Bros. movie film for theaters. <laughs> um, I would say that I am generally uncharmed by it, which is a shame because I really enjoy Mario on the whole. Uh, I've played quite a few of the games. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is one of my favorite video games, like just in general. Mm-hmm. I play it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but the movie itself, uh, again, just didn't really charm me. I, it's filled with very vapid, uh, uncharacterized, undefined characters who move from set piece to set piece. He hates video games. (laughs) Set piece to set piece without too much finesse i guess (laughs) um it's a very rushed movie and not in like an exciting way more in a i really wish there was something to care about (laughs) kind of way um i don't know the animation generally looks fine uh the lighting's interesting and you know it's a colorful movie a lot of people will praise that at least um, but I don't know. I just found it to be just generally kind of boring. I, I described it in my first review back when I saw it in theaters the first time as um, more of a like platitude than an actual like movie script. Yeah. You know, it just kind of recites all this Mario stuff at you and it feels kind of like just a cobbled together version of a bunch of other like really interesting and exciting pieces <laughs> of art. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I it's not like the worst movie it has you know it it has craft behind it generally struggling to come up with what it has um (laughs) like it's not poorly directed or anything like the cinematography's fine like some of the voice acting's fine i don't know it it's generally a fine movie but there's just so many things about it that bug me that i end up not liking it very much yeah um but yeah, I don't know. I, I ended up rating it a two out of five. Um, but what about you, Micah? What do you think of what the Super do, Mario Bros. What movie? do I think of the Super Mario Bros. movie? That's yeah. an interesting question. <laughs> That's an interesting uh, <laughs> to pose at a time like that. Me, similarly, similarly to you. Yes. Uh, grew up on Mario. I I've played almost. <laughs> I've literally played almost every single Mario game. 
Yeah, um, just about. At least mainline. You've Obviously, played, I haven't you've played. played Odyssey, which I haven't. Yeah. And we've played 3D World. Yeah, um, no, I mean, if you go back, I've, yeah, I've played, yeah. like, even, like... <laughs> we're playing through... NC, um, NES, SNES, what, what, Mario, Mario we're 2, playing Mario through 3, Yoshi Island right now. Yoshi Island, Paper Mario, <laughs> yeah. um, Mario Paper RPG. Mario? Um, Paper Mario looks cool. Partners in Time. Ooh, I love Partners um, in Time. Like That's just, like a formative game for me. Like <laughs> the, in fact, one of the, the only like big drop of like how many of the Mario games I have played is like a lot of the middle age Mario <laughs> yeah, Kart movies. Yeah. I played all like all the early Mario Karts and all the later Mario <laughs> Karts, but I didn't catch those in the middle. Yeah, but I again, I dude, we used to play Sports Mix all the time. Yeah, it's Super Mario, Yeah, Super Super Slugger and Sports <laughs> Mix. Yeah. But anyway, we we. <laughs> played a lot of mario that of was mario. a staple of our house yes growing up i, I still i just beat the original mario like literally <laughs> twice in one day yeah. the other day it's a like, fun game i i i'm a big mario fan <laughs> so keep that in mind when i say that this is kind of a bad mario movie <laughs> It's not like again. It's not like actively a bad movie. I think there are some decent things. I would things. actually say it's kind of bad. Um, like it, it's doing some decent things. I think, mm-hmm. but it's more just like trying to slap it. It feels like it's trying to just slap itself onto the screen, point out all the Mario things, get the kids money, <laughs> and book it out the door before right. anyone realizes what just happened. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's. It just feels so flat. Everything feels so vague. So you have all of these references and things and moments kind of <laughs> carrying your watch of the movie, which can be really fun. I had a lot of fun with this in theaters. Yeah, um, no, our crowd was like eating it up. Yeah, the crowd was theater. having fun. I watched it. With, like, I mean, a lot of us went out and saw it. And me and Haley, my girlfriend, were like talking about it the whole time in theaters. And like everyone was. So yeah. it wasn't like we were talking when no one else was. <laughs> but like we were all like, oh, this is that Mario thing. This is it's that it's from that thing. game. It's from that. And that was like, we had a lot of fun. There was a good energy in the film, but the film itself is just incredibly flat and watching it back at home (laughs) kind of kills any of that magic of watching it in theaters for the first time with my girlfriend. Mm. And when you're watching it at home, not with my girlfriend, it's a lot worse. (laughs) I I imagine not too many people who are listening to this have watched it with your girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's the real reason why uh, not as many people enjoyed it. That's funny. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, it's so like, I can't, I'm going to try and describe it Mm. more, but that kind of, what I mean by vague is it just like, doesn't even feel like a real movie. That's kind of the takeaway (laughs) I get from it. And I gave it a three the first time I watched it. And then a two and a half, this most recent rewatch. So again, pretty close ratings for both of us. Yeah. Well, I, I, that was it, I guess. Yeah, that's all we need to say. <laughs> if, if we're taking the Super Mario Bros. approach, Micah, that's all you need. Yeah, you just, don't need it. Just anything. a little flyby, and then you just move on. You're fine. Yeah, Whatever. I mean, then let's move on to the next uh, movie already. Let's yeah. just chop them down. Yeah, keep, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, throw in some references. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, but yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get a little more in depth than just that. Do you have any questions you want to do to kick us off? Uh, no, no. Okay, <laughs> no, I, I, okay. I didn't. I didn't think of anything okay. in particular either. So I'm gonna start us off with a recently logged classic. Okay, a staple, if you will. A staple. There's few episodes that we haven't asked this question, uh, and the question is: What is your favorite scene or sequence? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, about the scenes and sequences in the. Film. And I have a, I have a follow up question for this. Okay. Too. Um, 
what's the one I actually like remember? <laughs> um, they all kind of blend together. Yeah, it all just kind of blends. It's like because it's weird because there are clearly defined scenes at mm-hmm. different locations. Like you're like, oh that location, yeah, oh that location, but they're all so quick. And so They're little all, like, actually happens, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, Princess Peach tackles Mario, and then she's like, oh, okay, we're off to go see <laughs> it's the Kongs. Time to go do something else. And then they're like, oh wait, we got a train, and then the training scene. I, dude, I and was then... literally just now like trying to think of times like a character had an exchange with another character, and it was like a meaningful <laughs> scene that I, okay, mattered. Okay, I'll, I'll do mine because I, I can. Think I can think. Of, I can think of something. <laughs> I would cite. Uh, two scenes okay. as my favorite oh, thank scene goodness you have and something. <laughs> or sequence. First one is the opening of the movie. I think oh, it's yeah. kind of, it's, it's kind of fun. It's, you know, yeah, it's whatever. I'm like, oh, it's Mario and Luigi. This is like the only time. Oh, you say get... I thought you meant like the cold open with oh, Bowser not and the, the cold. penguins. No, not everything. the cold open. I was like, I forgot I don't about know the cold about open. That. No, no, the Mario yeah. opening. He's like, like what the... can stop me now? And then it's like, like they're they're shenanigans <laughs> in New York. It's because it's like the only time you actually get to see Mario and Luigi together. And I actually genuinely really like kind of how Mario and Luigi play off of each that's, other in the movie. That's the strongest dynamic of the movie, and they immediately break them up. Yeah. So for like the five minutes that we get it, I really enjoy Mario and Luigi's kind of dynamic. And I was kind of, uh, I didn't like the secret life of pets-ness oh, gosh. of the thing. There's some really terrible, like old like i don't um what's the word i'm looking for uh stagnant i don't know no no just the style of comedy that it's emulating very poorly um oh not vaudeville what am i thinking of i don't know just don't an know. old style I, I comedy I like, physical, what you mean, like old style physical comedy that just does not mesh with the rest of yeah, the movie it's very weird and doesn't it's not interesting or funny <laughs> yeah it doesn't really fit tonally and it kind of gives you this weird thing where like wow they suck at their job. <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't know why we would set that up. I don't I don't know. The setup of the characters I think is really rocky, but we're ignoring <laughs> yeah, all of that. This, that's not what this we're is. Not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about how for like five minutes I was enjoying Mario and Luigi. I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then I would cite my other favorite scene as like or rather sequence is like the Luigi Bowser and like any of like kind of some yeah just the luigi bowser like <laughs> tiny like minute scene oh my gosh it's like 30 seconds long dude but <laughs> that's barely. a fun interaction you've seen it in the trailer and that's about, <sighs> it's about as long any pretty much anything with louis with luigi is like some of my favorite stuff in the movie and that's not just fun. because I, I i really like charlie day yeah i love charlie but i genuinely day. think he's one of the only people in this movie other than jack black who's being very much caged down um <laughs> who's trying to bring like any kind of dynamic energy <laughs> anything to the movie. interesting to like, the movie anything as all. a performer <laughs> i feel like he's actually trying to bounce off of his other performers and he's trying to like get something going and the scenes that i'm most on board for the mario movie are the ones with him in it yeah exactly i'm like yeah there's like there's like an energy here i'm like yeah all right i can get down with this yeah he should have been the star of the movie <laughs> we need okay. that would be funny if, if it we took get... like the barbie movie approach like and just made luigi the main character. okay but no what, what, what we need to do <laughs> nintendo listen and listen darn close uh what we need and i will you will make a billion dollars doing this (laughs) like one billion (laughs) one billion dollars if you take charlie day and you make a luigi's mansion movie (laughs) 
I will be in theaters. Micah, he's openly campaigning for it, Charlie Day. Yeah. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Nintendo, we're talking billions <laughs> with a capital Make B. it a Halloween release. Make it a Halloween release. I will be, I will sit down and watch that. I will forgive you for all of your other sins. I will forgive you for wanting to make a Legend of Zelda movie. I will forgive Illumination Studios. I will Studios. forgive Illumination Studios of their crimes. <laughs> wow. No, but that's, again, that's just because I really, I genuinely think Charlie Day is trying to do something with this. I think Jack Black is too, but I feel like he's just, I don't know, maybe it's because we've seen so much of this flavor of Jack Black mm. that, like, because he's kind of contained down into such a small character, like, Bowser doesn't well, really have much to do. on screen, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that he doesn't really stand out to me. Like, yeah, his song is really funny, and he's got some fun moments, but, like, I would not choose jack black as a standout of the movie which makes me really sad being that he very easily could have been a well the thing is the movie. It, i don't know in my eyes he is a standout of the movie but he's just not in it very much yeah he's really not which yeah. again the fact that mario or luigi and bowser <laughs> the two most interesting characters of the movie and the two best performers of the movie or rather performance is um are kind of like thrown into their own little pile and should be the main plot. Like, they are the main well, plot. They, yeah. But yet, it doesn't really matter, because they're not really in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, a lot of the reviews I was reading were, like, kind of weirded out by how little of an anta uh, antagonistic force Bowser is until the end of the movie. Like, obviously, there's the looming threat of him, like, destroying the kingdom, but it doesn't really seem that immediate. Yeah, and he doesn't... <laughs> Over the course of the film. Like, we see him take out the little penguin place, mm -hmm. but they do it in, like, such a comedic and weird tone know, man. that it doesn't give you any sense of actual dread. Like, the penguins yeah. weren't going to do anything yeah. anyway, and it's made <laughs> of ice, so he just burns it, takes their star, and leaves. You don't see any actual, like... You don't see him, like, there's murdering There's no, like, precursor penguins. to that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's no... It's not even that I wanted to see him, like, massacring penguins in the streets. Yeah, right? Like, I just want, wanted like... to, like... I wanted something tonally to be, like, this guy is a threat. Yeah. When instead it feels like the tone is, like, ah, oh, these penguins, they're kind of goofy. I don't know. It's, it's strange because Bowser's character on the whole doesn't really feel all that threatening to me. And no. he's not really supposed to. Yeah, exactly. From what I can gather. With, with Bowser, the way he's written, like, you almost... He's almost the he's kind of character like, that you kind of want to feel bad for. He's written as like this like misguided romantic fool who is, has like these weird delusions of world domination. Yeah, and but like he's meant to be more like kind of silly. Yeah, that's not like his main focus is not world domination. Yeah, it's doing something that he <laughs> thinks will get him a date with a girl. Yeah. That's literally... It's weird. That's it. That's his motivation. I, and he's not I like... like that idea he's not so malicious about too. it. Yeah. Well, if you like that idea, play Mario Odyssey, because they ripped it off from Mario Odyssey, and Mario Odyssey actually say. tonally makes it work. I love that idea for Bowser. Like, I'm not, I'm not ragging on that. I think that's a really fun direction to take his character in. But, like... It does not do a great job of, like, setting that up or making it feel compelling in well, the movie. because they don't spend enough time on Bowser. Like, you could easily make this movie practically, like, follow Bowser as almost a second protagonist mm -hmm. kind of view. Like, not, like, obviously he'd be the antagonist, but give him that much screen time. And you could have a really compelling character arc as he kind of lets slip that he is actually more of a terrible person yeah. than he shows. So he kind of seems like this, like, innocent kind of guy. 
but yet that keeps getting put into like the worst places. Well, he's relegated to kind of a B plot in this movie, and at, he's at the, the he's same the time, finale. well, and at the same time, they don't even dedicate that much screen time to it. Like, if it is a B plot, you know. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. It feels like they dedicate zero screen time to anything. Because think about it. Like the movie, I still haven't answered movie, the scene question because I, I literally can't think of a scene that I don't have a problem. Well, with. I, I have a follow up question, <laughs> but again. Think about the movie for a second, right? What what happens in the plot of the movie? So Mario and Luigi go to the like the Mario like the Mario Kingdom, the Toad King, the Mushroom Kingdom, if I can remember my own terms. <laughs> the Mushroom Kingdom. They go to the Mushroom Kingdom. Well, technically Mario goes to the Mushroom Luigi, Kingdom. Luigi Luigi goes and to the, Bowser, the Dark Lands. Yeah, Dark Lands. Whatever. Luigi and Mario get separated. Yes. So now Mario is like, I gotta find Luigi. You gotta get Luigi, Luigi captured by Bowser. And then he finds Princess Peach, and she's like, oh, we were under attack. Bowser's moving this way. Gotta go to the comms. So, obviously, the natural conclusion, Mario's <laughs> gonna go with Peach, and they're gonna work together to stop Bowser and save Luigi. Save Luigi. That's a good, giving, that's giving a good Mario start a for reason, the movie. A reason to go after Bowser, because yeah, he has a, Luigi. That's a good start for the movie. You're setting your personal stakes for your fish-out-of-water character. <laughs> yeah. Fine. That's okay. So, what's their plan? We gotta go to the Kongs <laughs> to get help. Okay, like one, it takes them like one scene to get to the Kongs. <laughs> we get the travel montage. <laughs> it takes them a scene, a montage. It takes them like 45 seconds. To get to the Kongs. <laughs> and then they get to the Kongs and they just kind of like mess around. Like there really isn't any, there isn't really any tension about whether or not the Kongs will help them. Like it's not an actual plot. It's just kind of a brief little obstacle. I was about to say, yeah, like he has to do the fight against Donkey Kong, but like that's it like that's the whole thing yeah then he fights donkey kong and they're like ah we'll go with you and then they they go down the rainbow road they get attacked and then you're at the wedding essentially yeah that's and that's the whole plot that's yeah that's (laughs) That's it that's what happens in the movie (laughs) that is that's what's so difficult to talk about this movie like yeah you could also say like oh they're at the wedding then they stop the wedding and then they have the whole oh they went back to new york and then they have the new york yeah, fight but even then but like, that's still like a continuation of the wedding like that's barely, all one sequence yeah it's that's the whole movie <laughs> nothing else happens in the movie it's so weird and somehow they made that how long was this movie they made that 90 minutes or something right made, around 90 minutes they made that into a <laughs> if i can get it to load 93 minute movie which is baffling. That's like three things that um, happen in the whole movie. Yeah, I don't know, man. So do you forfeit the favorite scene or sequence? I, I just, I genuinely can't think of a scene that I would say I like. Is mm. that is that sad? Like, is that is that a bad thing? I mean, if you heard, mine were kind of like vaguely like, oh, I kind of enjoyed this. So like, I just even the scenes you brought up like there's just so there's some things about them that just bug me that oh, i just there are don't things, like there are things them. about them that i that i genuinely don't like yeah. even about the scenes that i mentioned yeah like the stuff with spike while they're still in new york i'm like this is so and the stuff unnecessary with the, the stuff with why the dog is this here is really yeah annoying yeah the stuff with the dog feels like a huge waste of time and it's not fun or enjoyable it's, it's not funny which is its main thing and I again know, i think it man. actively is weird to kind of set okay I'll talk about this. This makes me okay. think of a problem, like a, a something that bugs me about the movie is that it, it really bothers me, like Mario and Luigi's <laughs> character arcs. 
Think about Mario's character arcs question. Yeah, mark. character arcs question mark. Think about Mario's character. He is starting. He it was his idea to have him and Luigi quit their jobs and start a plumbing business together. Mm-hmm. Everyone tells them it's a bad idea, but they put their hearts into it. Yep. And they're like, his parents are kind of disappointed that they feel like he's dragging Luigi down with them. They don't support him. They got their gimmicky plumbing business. They now. don't like that Luigi, like that he's dragged his brother along. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're like, oh man, that sucks. They don't support the business. They don't support their and, sons. And Mario feels really bad about this. <laughs> he doesn't want to bring Luigi down. This is unfortunate. I wow. wonder what he'll do to grow from this. Um, but then <laughs> they go an even step further, though, because their first plumbing job they're terrible well no see the thing is they they well, do they, succeed well, very quickly yes and then something just goes wrong that was out of their control yeah. so <laughs> what does that say you know like that's what i'm saying they're not yeah. they do like it was a simple problem they literally turn a wrench <laughs> and the problem was fixed um so like it was a simple problem but then like it goes so drastically wrong right that like what is the takeaway about their business are you supposed to be like after seeing them fail that drastically which is what i mean not that they're bad at their Mm -hmm. job but that they failed so badly are you supposed to be like wow i can't believe mario is dragging luigi down with him right are you supposed to agree with the parents (laughs) like Like, that's the only takeaway i can imagine that's funny from that that. scene that's that's something that key bothers me about the way mario's character progresses you're like wow he kind of is dragging luigi down this isn't working (laughs) um and then immediately after that he has a stupid plan to go save the town it's so weird like he's like we're gonna go save new york by (laughs) by going underground and then they get sucked in and uh, luigi is immediately hurled into life-threatening danger mario is quite literally bringing his brother down (laughs) i don't know what they're going for with that and by the end they have this thing about like Luigi, like Luigi's character arc is always scared. He's scared of stuff, mm-hmm. and he's not scared. And then he's by not the scared end. anymore because he, he overcomes he, his fear. I don't know why he's not scared now. I would be more scared <laughs> if I went through what Luigi went through. But now he's not scared, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not scared anymore." But what's Mario's resolution? Um, he got superpowers, and now his family supports him i guess yeah like he saved the, he saved new york yeah he saved brooklyn specifically and queens and now he's not now he's not bringing down his brother i don't know what <laughs> that's what that's yeah. one of the things that really bothers me about the movie is mario is kind of like has an incomprehensible character arc to me i could be missing something yeah no and again like i i agree with that and the thing is basically every character in the movie is like that where they have like like on the surface if you're just like saying the plot of the movie you're like yeah of course that's what the movie is supposed to be like of course he wants to go save luigi of course peach wants to go stop bowser again like i said of course bowser wants to go like yeah to the point where mario gets to if you zoom out it makes sense yeah to the point where mario gets to peach's castle i think that's a fine setup i don't think the scenes are all that great but i think that's a fine kicking off point for what you could write your movie as But then it just, it doesn't do It doesn't do anything, do anything for yeah. any of its runtime. Again, those Kong scenes, which again, is the entire movie. I want to specify, I want to really stress that the entire movie is them going to the Kongs and being like, hey, you want to help us fight Bowser? And they're like, no, not really. Not really. And then they're like, oh, but if you fight seth rogan if you find seth rogan <laughs> then sure and also we'll give you the easy ability to beat seth rogan by putting power-ups that he will not use 
I don't know, man. It, just the whole movie makes my brain hurt because it bar- it's barely a movie. Yeah, I was about to say, that's like, it's just baffling because they had stuff there at the beginning. And I don't know if it's just such a corporate movie. Like, it's just it such really a product like it, movie that it couldn't become anything more. Well, and again, you have like the head of Nintendo meeting up with the head of Illumination yeah. and they're like, we're going to make I a movie. I was about to say, to my understanding, Miyamoto <laughs> was very, is, I mean, he is, Heavily he's very involved. controlling over Nintendo as a, as a brand. Yes. Um, and for him to kind of be so involved in this in a way that he hasn't been in any of the other Mario adaptations, the ones that have been kind of given Mario like screen adaptations, kind of a bad reputation. Yeah. Um, even the even the super mario brothers like super show is not exactly a critical darling yeah so he didn't have his really his hand in those that much now mm-hmm. this is like the project that he is like micromanaging practically yep and, and you can tell <laughs> it just feels like maybe maybe that is the reason i don't know i'm honestly i'm not going to speculate about the production of the movie any more than i already have yeah but like maybe that's part of the reason is just that nintendo was just like we've got to have this this and this happen and we can't have this and no we don't want that and yeah we got to have this and illumination which quite frankly are not is not the greatest for pumping out like good stories gave it to two directors who, quite frankly, aren't that good at pumping out good stories. It sounds It sounds to me, at least this is the impression I got from the production info, because the movie does feel like a very good like synthesis of like kind of corporate cynicism with also like a genuine love for Mario. Like you yeah. can tell the people who yeah. made this no, there's love so it. much love in, so for much, Mario, in but this. just don't know how to make a good movie. Yeah, and I, th- I think I think again, I think that's where yeah. I, I think I just cracked it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Think about the writing team and the director's teams. Those are extremely they're all really successful kids movie writers, director, kids TV, kids mm-hmm. movie. They have killed it. And they, I mean, heck, they killed it in this. This movie made, I don't know, billions. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, no. It. I think it was the fifteenth highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. So those are like they are they are kids media experts to an unfortunate aspect. <laughs> um, but I don't think, and and they can make something that's really good. I think Teen Titans Go to the movies. I don't like Teen Titans Go. I think it's kind of a annoying and again embarrassing um, TV show. The writer for this movie did write a lot of Teen Titans Go, yeah. like the show. But Teen Titans Go to the movies, which had different writers, mm-hmm. um, is genuinely really great. It's funny. Yeah, it's and it's it's, it's it's not a good plot. It's it doesn't have that strong of characters. <laughs> it's a fine plot, but it's really funny. Yeah, it's and funny. because everything it's else good, is pretty is pretty acceptable, mm-hmm. and it's really memorably funny. Exactly, yeah. It makes it a wild ride for kids and really anyone else. Its voice I, cast is pretty. I haven't great, seen too. in like hardly any people who have watched <laughs> Teen Titans go to the movies and been like, oh, that's kind of really bad. Like it's just it's, it's a fine. It's a good kids yeah. movie in in terms of what you can put out in that vein of modern kids movies. But I feel like the corporate side of like Mario Nintendo, we have to have this image mm-hmm. and the slapstick kids fast paced <laughs> cheesy goofball fest of what it like of the teen titans go people yeah and minions people again the writer worked on minions rise of group yeah that that doesn't mesh it just doesn't and it's not allowed to be as goofy as it needs to be and it's not allowed to be as story as it needs to be i think i think it was in um schifferless productions review of this movie where he mentioned that he 
appreciated that it was more fast-paced and like focused than something like Minions. Like yeah. some of Illumination's films in the past are just like kind of this funny thing happens and then we go to another well, scene where yeah, another minions funny is thing is the most happens. egregious and yeah of minions, minions is has like no plot <laughs> yeah there's like no plot basically um so like this feels a lot more driven than that but also like there's just nothing behind yeah the drive that it has that actual it's scene really to weird scene drive it's like a it's like a writing drive not yeah. a story drive it is a technical drive like yeah like oh, there's something else that's happening. The like, pacing yeah. the pacing is quick. It's very but fast. But it's not yes. because the story necessitates quick pacing. <laughs> it's because the pacing is quick. Yeah. And you're going from one scene to the next. I don't know, man. Um, what were we talking? What was the question? You, you forfeited your favorite forf- scene or okay. sequence. This, I follow think this up- is the only time I've done my follow-up question was going to be, what's your least favorite scene or sequence? Oh, gosh. I, I also have one of these picked out, so if you uh, want me to go on mine, I can. There's just so many nothing scenes in this. Um, yeah, go ahead and do yours. Maybe I'll agree. Yeah, I was about to say, I mentioned it to you before, because there are, there are countless scenes in this that I could pull that I'm like, wow, I really, really hate what this scene is doing. I got nothing out of that scene, dude. Um, not even that. Like, that's not even what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, ones that I just aggressively just am like, dislike. I hate this. Yeah. Anything with... Uh, is, is he supposed to be Cranky Kong? I, mean, I think that, If yeah. he was a good adaptation of Cranky Kong, I would be able to he's tell. Supposed to be, he's supposed to be Cranky Kong. He's not cranky. And he's not old. Like, his voice. <laughs> is he supposed to be Cranky Kong? Tell me, phone. You're supposed to be so smart. <laughs> some, some kind of smartphone. <laughs> Yeah, he's supposed to be Cranky yeah, Kong. Yeah, Armisen is Cranky Kong. <laughs> I hate his character. That's not uh, even... This isn't even my pick for, for the least favorite scene. I'm just... I'm putting it out separate there. separate tangent. I hate his character. And I don't even have... Uh, no animosity to Fred Armisen. I don't, I don't he's know. He's a fine actor. Whatever. Yeah, I think he's... I, I actually like this him is, most of the time. This is the worst performance <laughs> in the entire movie. It just does not fit. I love Donkey Kong. I have played Donkey Kong Country. I played. What's the second one called? Uh, I do not. I know. forget what the second one is called. And that's a like, shame. Like, every, I love because everybody likes that one better. And I it was it was better, but I can't think yeah. of the name off the top of my head. I played Donkey Kong sixty four. Dude, Donkey Kong sixty four and Donkey Kong sixty four game cemented. We had the yellow cartridge <laughs> that cemented my love of Donkey Kong. It's I the, love Donkey Kong. The I love one with Diddy the Kong. Well known DK rap. Is uh, yeah, from it's that the game. DK rap. I love Funky Kong. I love Cranky. Kong. We love the Kong crew. I love here on the, recently lost. I love the Kong crew. Like legitimately, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I really do have like a a really strong sense of nostalgic Dude, love, I love Funky for Kong. like for the Kong characters. <laughs> and this sucks. And it's just because I feel like he was given zero direction. Dude, Cranky Kong is so funny in uh, Donkey Kong 64. Right? But Cranky Kong is, he does not, <laughs> like, his character design is old, and he's supposed to be Cranky Kong. And his voice is like, ah, hey guys. <laughs> There's a bit more rasp to it than hey that. Hey guys. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't sound old, though. Like, it's raspy, no. but he doesn't sound old, and he doesn't sound cranky. <laughs> like it's so baffling like his measured of, takedown and the- all of his <laughs> all of his dialogue sucks and it's he's part of the worst part of the plot oh um, yeah so anyway all of the dialogue his, is a whole other thing all dude. of we'll get to the dialogue yeah. all of his stuff is the worst uh but my <laughs> least favorite oh my scene gosh. individually and, and and i don't know why this scene doesn't get out of my head when i think about this movie <laughs> is the the scene where it's like a weird like break scene 
where it's just toad and mario and peach <laughs> and she picks up the she picks up a fire flower and she lights the fire and the beautiful stars wow. are out in the sky they're by a tree they're Amazing. hanging out toad's probably cooking something you can picture it it's always cooking something <laughs> you can picture it in your mind <laughs> and for some reason like Peach goes into like the pseudo emotional backstory. Yeah, I was about to say we get the whole flashback thing. We get the flashback. That's not even the bad part. That's not the bad part. She caps it off with this line being like, like I think Mario's like, you could be from where I'm from, and she's like, there are whole galaxies out there to explore. Who knows? And like looks wistfully to the sky. Paraphrasing. Yeah, paraphrasing. But like, <laughs> it's like the I. There's something about that line in particular that is my least favorite line in the whole movie. The delivery, the point in which it's in the movie, <laughs> the the subtext, the context, everything about it makes me want to die. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's that's the thing. And I don't even hate this movie. I this You movie, sound you sound so negative. So many of right these now, things like... make me That's the thing. This movie bugs me cuz so many of the things I hate about this right. movie, but I don't hate the movie. <laughs> like I there's there's so much that bothers me in this movie, but yet at the same time I watch the movie, I'm like, yeah, that's a fine movie. Yeah, dude, I, there's just so many, like, just, like, every turn, like, every time they make a creative decision, I just don't like it. Like, that's pretty much my yeah, experience like I said, I, I said this. And it ends up just being kind of more fine than yeah, actively, again, like, awful to watch. I said this beforehand, I think the reason I dislike this scene <laughs> so vitriolically is because, not because it's bad, it's not a bad scene, it is a fine scene, eh, but it's in its whatever. fineness, in its mediocrity, in its weird vague it, subtext and like iconography that it's calling to with nothing behind it yeah. that it's setting up with no substance that it's calling out to with no love that i that it just makes me hate the movie for its for its own fineness i feel like i've become like a very cynical guy when i watch the super mario bros movie exactly like, i'm like ugh i don't know i don't i'm not even as cynical about it like i i am not nearly if you've heard me talk about this movie previously i'm not nearly as cynical about this movie as robbie yeah but there are things about it that just like genuinely make me like want to hate it <laughs> for how mediocre it is yeah it's just i want the it safest to be... direction at every turn and it's the least interesting version of the movie we right? could have gotten if this was crap if this Dude, was, just if was just absolutely, absolutely garbage like terrible i would love it i would hands yeah, down i would, I would like love it, it. <laughs> especially with like this voice cast and everything they would be so yeah. good in just a bad mario movie that would make me so happy if this movie was fantastic if it balanced its Dude, comedy if it had like a story good emotional through line with like luigi and mario yeah, i would be good, like this is had awesome, a good emotional dude. through line yeah. got a good use of the mario world didn't just have castle kong wedding <laughs> like if, if it was something i would also really love it i love mario yeah but for what it is there's something about it that just genuinely bothers me when i think about it critically like when i watch it my i can like shut off my brain go go into kids mode and be like oh look it's the song it's the thing Micah's like i know shiny that. object my my brain says i recognize that sound effect but I when like i that. when i try to examine it critically it's like there's like a, a just, system error it immediately crumbles to pieces the moment you put it under any screen 404 substance not 
found. <laughs> yeah, and I I actually liked it more on my first watch. Again, watching it at home, like what little bit of magic, quote unquote, the movie might have had in theaters just kind of melted away from me. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it just made me all the more just kind of tired by it. Like, um, I mentioned actually one of my biggest problems with the whole movie, and I don't know why it bugs me so much when I don't usually like condemn or praise movies on their dialogue writing but this oh, this is just we're getting to the dialogue yeah this now. is just really bad dialogue it like, really is I, I, and i don't like i don't know what they were thinking again i don't i don't want to speculate about the production <laughs> yeah but i'm going to i don't want to speculate i'm not saying this is true mm-hmm. but this is what i feel deep down in my soul is true about the dialogue okay. in this movie they wanted it to be the easiest thing to pump out in as many different languages as possible. That really, in, in my in my review, I said it felt like a Google Translate version of a script. Yeah, um, I, and yeah, I, I genuinely, I, feel, I really do think it was. I just genuinely feel they tried to make prepping it, it for international yeah, releases. The yeah, the easiest thing possible to release to the world. Yeah, and maybe and that did. again, again, <laughs> maybe that's just because I'm super cynical about it. Um, in terms of like how corporate it feels and i feel like a lot of its corporate decisions like led to that and also like obviously they wanted this movie to do well internationally which they did yeah and it did and it did um but i feel like that's that's got to be something like that just is the sinking suspicion because the dialogue isn't bad person i mean it's bad but it's not like it's it's not like actively like incomprehensible yeah it's It's not not like like, you're not like listening to that and being like you're not like i have no idea what what are they talking i don't know what's going on it's not like i don't know it's just like the most boring and un like uncharacterized dialogue yeah it's so it's It's so so plain it's so again vague vague is such a good word for this movie Mm because it's vaguely a movie it's vaguely (laughs) something you watched it vaguely has scenes it vaguely has a plot it vaguely has dialogue i just feel yeah i feel like uh, any of the dialogue could come from any of the characters and i wouldn't know you know like there's no there's no characterization through dialogue and therefore all of it just feels like expositional reciting yeah if you had somebody do like a table read of this doing the same voice for every character not specifying who is speaking i'm not sure you could tell any of the characters apart unless they said like there's oh oh no yeah my brother mario yeah there's like scene context that you could pick up on but like there's just no characterization and it it bugs me so much yeah and that then that ties into what i was saying about what i consider to be like my least favorite scene is that line i it, like there's something about it that feels so unnatural for peach to say <laughs> like the peach character that we even have peach character i feel like they're doing yeah quote unquote <laughs> i feel like they're doing something so weird with peach like toad i feel like has stronger characterization than peach or mario which is weird because they like try and do like this um like kindred spirit thing with um peach and mario like they're both like well like peach used to be like a fish out of water in this world and they're like drawing an empathetic connection between the two of yeah, them and she's constantly like oh this yeah. guy's going through stuff like I exactly did. yeah she seems very like sweet and light-hearted exactly towards him. yeah and a very like in a platonic way which again i think is fine i don't think they need to have like a romance between mario again and peach. zooming out 
and like just taking a wide look at the movie i'm like yeah that's a good idea that's a good angle for peach and then like just there's, scene to scene there's like, no there's characterization just, yeah. backing either of those characters i don't feel like i Again, know peach at the what end is, of what is what is not every character i don't want to say this like <laughs> oh like oh i just went to film school and every character has to have a clearly defined arc but no. like what is peach's character doing like forget arc even. I mean, she's she's what is protecting she... her toads. Yes, yeah, she says protecting... it multiple. Yeah, times. she's protecting her toads. <laughs> which is a very... I don't which, know why that makes which is such like a funny sound. <laughs> which is like say. fine, but like what is she? I don't know. Like as a character, what is she doing? What is she doing for the story? What is she doing for the other characters? I mean, she's fighting for what she loves. No, and... no, but like you're not understanding like what I mean. I don't know what, what you mean. Like what is she as a person? doing i don't know like in as a natural moving living breathing thing what is she like what is what is her if you will what you is the essence of peach yeah you can't like nail her down um, i feel she's a she's like a she's got like a checklist of kind of characteristics that you could go through but they're all kind of vague you yeah know? i don't i don't know her i know what she's like actively doing i know yeah. what her goal is it's to protect her people and she very clearly shows again given the wedding scene that she will do what it takes and you get that vibe the entire time she knows what she's doing she is going to do whatever it takes mm. to protect her toads that's honorable well, but the the dialogue that they give her tells us that she's doing something more tells us that there's something about her something that we should know something that we should see and something that we should care about but yet there isn't quite frankly outside of me yeah. being like it's princess peach i like princess peach i don't know because i was gonna mention this too like it's not just peach i i would even go as far to say like mario i don't know mario by the end of the oh movie. no mario the mario character. and peach are like effectively kind of our lead the co-leads of the movie and yeah. mario i think is a less bad as peach just because peach has less overall material mm -hmm. to work with yeah but it's the exact same thing like i don't feel like i know what mario's emotional conflict is supposed to be they in the again part of the movie again because they try and they try and set up mario so that's why i say he's got kind of a foot up yeah. that he feels like bad that he's a failure mm -hmm. and that he's bringing his brother down but like i have no reason why he suddenly changes his mind near the end of the movie you know exactly it's the same kind of thing like, like why he, does sure, he why goes... is luigi all of a sudden brave yeah like he end? go they go through a lot of like stuff like obviously they learn a lot and they like overcome he an overcomes obstacle. his fear of mushrooms yeah <laughs> and like like I, I get that but like I don't understand how that actually informs any change in Mario's like emotional or psychological state, you know? Which like, sounds I... like such a like a pretentious <laughs> statement to say about the but, Mario movie. But like I'm just movie. asking for like but it... even like oh Bowser is like I don't know, they could have drawn okay. some parallel I'll, I'll to do his another, life. I I'll don't do another know. I'll do another parallel for a movie that just I something. that I'm kind of latching onto as a good crossover for this like kind of weaker story movies, but let's okay. take another look at Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Mm -hmm. Robin is our main character yeah he has very clear defined character flaws stakes conflicts he has a very clear like want he's got a want movie. he's got a need and we can grows. yeah the audience can clearly see why he needs to change what he wants you know like he like to grow as a person <laughs> he's a, like i don't think any of the other characters have anything going for them but robin 
Like, he yeah. is a genuinely interesting character to watch grow in Teen Titans Go to the movies. It even ties into his conflict. His own problems and self-doubt and want lead into the conflict of like how Slade is trying to catch them. Exactly, yeah. And his insecurities like directly influence like and inform the story as it plays out like it, it yeah it's a movie it's a very it's a very dumb silly goofy <laughs> joke fest of a movie but yeah. it has one thing going for it in the fact and like in the story department and the fact that it has a clear defined again i don't want to sound all film school <laughs> like basic film school kind of thing but he's got a clear defined character arc that carries the like you know the kind of light emotion and tension and progression of the movie yeah and again like it's not a super plot heavy movie like it's just like vague set pieces and like jokes yeah, and i don't know it's, it's not it's not like robin is like <laughs> gonna bring me to tears or anything but it's just something yeah it's like it gives you something to latch onto at least for the movie like even though i'm not crying at the end over robin's overcoming and realizing that friends are of value to him yeah like the entire message <laughs> of the movie is like again a basic kids movie message it's silly it's goofy it's just yeah. like ah. Oh, friends and you should believe in yourself yeah you should believe in yourself you're you're enough and you should value your friendships like that (laughs) solid thumbs up the takeaway titans go to the movies but this i don't even know what the takeaway of the mario movie is supposed to be i don't know what it's supposed to be that if you're feeling down you should go to the mushroom (laughs) kingdom get your brother almost killed but obtain superpowers non-permanent and superpowers. non-permanent superpowers <laughs> and they will fix everything personally wrong with you and your parents kind of uh, respect your business <laughs> that's that's what the kids need to know I don't maybe know, it's that if you play mario games you'll be happy maybe there that's you the... <laughs> go that's better you go to the you go to the mushroom kingdom and your life is better afterwards that's the mess I, like genuinely <laughs> I and i don't know. i don't mean to like i feel like i'm sounding very like i'm oh i want the mario movie to have like care but again i use i teen want titans, it to be a thematic tapestry i use teen titans go tragedy. to the movies like as an example because i think that's a really because good example of a movie that doesn't it's need doing to it's do doing something much. like the mario movie but doing it with so much more charm and actual like it's an actual story yeah it's, it's a, like a story that you would tell somebody like you can't sit down and tell a kid the story of the super mario bros movie because there's not much to tell yeah it is not effectively a story nobody really grows not much really happens like it is a story it's a story but it's just not an interesting one yeah it, nothing it, and I at the know. end of the day i think even more so than mario not being interesting or some of the weird plot point like points i think on a broad level the thing is just fundamentally flawed whoever looked at the structure of this movie and said yeah let's go for that they ruined the movie well and again on paper like i don't hate the ideas it has like i don't hate the plot it brings up i just want more like if you're gonna do that if you're gonna go for like a kind of a minimal plot like you need to set up the characters because that'll be our grounding thing but think for the movie but think you know? about the actual scene to scene plotting out yeah, of the movie the so structure weird. of the movie is so in my opinion broken mm-hmm. 
Like, again, the only thing that effectively happens <laughs> is the Kongs. I can't stress like, that that's, enough. That's what, I, like, after the setup of the story, like, after they're, after Mario is in the Mushroom Kingdom, that's the end of Act 1. The entire Act 2 <laughs> is the Kongs. The entire Act 2 is, like, a quick montage, Kong, and then Mario the, falls yeah. in the ocean with Donkey Kong, and then they immediately fly to the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, then they have, like, a little action set piece to get them to the wedding. They have a lot of, they have a lot of set pieces. They love their set pieces here. And some of those, I think that set piece of Mario and Donkey Kong making it to the wedding mm. is, is kind of fun. I, I enjoy, yeah, like, I enjoy the animation and the choreography of everything, the actual fun. setup. Yeah. I like that they use, like, the, the kind of 2D split perspective it's to fun, have them yeah. both running down. Like, there are fun things in the movie and again the whole like the experience on a more micro level isn't devoid of care or like you know purpose like there's there's some interesting choices being made there's some fun easter eggs a, a lot of fun easter eggs yeah i think this movie is a blast um, if you just are like watching it with a group of friends and there's a there's a lot of attention to detail that does it just ends up not mattering that much to me which yeah. is really sad because like it, that should be like you know the cherry on top of a you know like pretty solid story it shouldn't be the only thing in your movie <laughs> this is this you know? is this is honestly and i've watched i've watched a lot of illumination movies i've watched i think almost all of the illumination movies yeah, and i think much, illumination yeah. is kind of one of the lowest tiers of like yeah this is kind of they're putting out kids movie garbage and it will make them money. I hate to they say like money. I hate to say like kids movie garbage because I think there are some genuinely fantastic kids movies and I think kids movies totally have a market and an mm -hmm. art to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just illumination is kind of the forefront of like we Lowest don't have to, we don't have to try yeah. to make a, a, a bunch of money and it makes me really sad that a company like Nintendo which has made such good things They've like, made some for, great stuff. They've dude. made some questionable <laughs> business decisions, especially recently. They've had some weird things about yeah. their their like game as a, as a game studio. Some of their decisions have been questionable, but like they are genuinely a company that's put out a lot of really great kids and family content. Again, they seem really dedicated to like good quality and like um, well thought through media for kids. Yeah, and, and to, I I admire that. And to see them. <laughs> paired with illumination and it's not even like oh illumination brought them to the ground but to see them legitimately like agree even to with illumination which illumination has put out good movies yeah to see them like, partner with them me. that's and, a fun movie and make something like this and not even this like that's not what i'm disappointed in mm -hmm. i i would expect this but to see them put this out and it be such a big movie that just kind of like it's makes huge. me so sad. It's like the movie of 2023 um, right now. That makes me so sad because that just tells Nintendo, one of the biggest <laughs> video game companies in the world. That they don't have to put any more effort into yeah, it than this. The staple of gaming practically since it was invented. Yeah, since like the dawn of video games. They like Mario is the best, <laughs> like the best selling game franchise ever. Yeah. By a long shot. And that they now see this and they look at all their properties again zelda <laughs> all of these different things these these i'd huge be seeing a lot of dollar of signs right now <laughs> and and they just see like yeah we can put out this 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 is all we have to do you just have to recite the staples of your gaming franchise in a neat little 90 minute box and you'll be good to go and again it's it's like when i examine this movie critically i get upset 
And when I examine this movie, like overall, like for what it actually is going to do to the movie industry, to the video game movie industry, to like all of that, it makes me incredibly sad and disappointed. Well, and again, I don't think, um, you know, the people and again, speculation here, I don't think the people involved at Nintendo were as concerned with like the actual movie part of it. You yeah. know, like if that make, to, if that makes sense. No, like, I know they wanted to they wanted to make money and they wanted to protect them. Yeah, they wanted brand. to make sure that it wasn't going to be bad. You know, like that was their main goal. Like they wanted to put stuff in there um, that is like a fun nod to the games, they and they to make, wanted to make sure it was not a bad movie. And they wanted to make sure there was a lot of love for Mario, exactly, which again, yeah, this movie is. is dripping with love for yeah, Mario. Like every single frame has like just nonstop um, like fun nods and. I don't know. It, again, it does seem to have a really genuine love for like the design and feel of Mario and like it's it's really cool in that respect, but it, it's just not a good movie <laughs> at the end of the day and it really makes me, it bums me out yeah. so much. Like that's that's more than anything is yeah. it's like again, I when I watch the movie, it's fine. It's a fun movie. I just I get nothing out of it. But dude. I think everything else around it genuinely either makes me actively upset yeah. or actively just like bummed out about yeah. like what the future of video game movies are cuz I'm I'm really maybe passionate they, maybe they'll about learn a good lesson from this, Micah. Maybe Robbie, there's not a single time a studio odds. has made learned a good lesson maybe from a movie like, making we money. should be we should be dedicated to making loving and caring homages to fun franchises as our movies instead of like being ashamed of the roots uh, which that is one thing i will endlessly praise this movie for it is not ashamed to be a weird mario movie. yes I, that, like, yeah. yeah if that's one thing i will say <laughs> super positive about this movie i love the way it theoretically treats its source material mm-hmm. yeah no it, it just it has all the weird crazy mario stuff it's in not there. it's not trying to be like yeah mario this new thing i will say the bricks are these are just floating here that line is a little weird but like it doesn't have too much of that kind of thing and even even the like and it's meant to be a fish out of water yeah and and even like that i'm from brooklyn i'm like that's weird but like it's not an issue i love the way that this movie goes about treating the mushroom kingdom Mm -hmm. and the elements of the mushroom kingdom and the incorporation of things it's fun it feels like a fun and faithful like interpretation of all the mario I, stuff the score is, cool. is phenomenal I it's love, such a great blend of the nintendo like, scores the score. and like the sound like the actual like movie sound to that be, you want to go to be for quite frank i would rather sit down and listen to the score than watch the movie i would i would <laughs> actually i might i might agree just because the dialogue is such a turnoff for me and i don't know why <laughs> yeah i don't know I will add, like, I'll, I'll bring up one more thing. Okay. I think we're kind of winding down for our discussion. We didn't, we didn't ask a lot of questions this time, but that's uh, fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't always have to. There's supposed to be, like, kick, yeah, kickboards, yeah. if you will, for us to continue on our mm-hmm. discussion. Um, but what do you think? This is this is the last thing I could think okay. of that we didn't really touch on. What do you think of the entire, like, wedding to conclusion part of the movie? Because we didn't really talk about it. Uh, I don't know. It's fine <laughs> yeah that's that's all we got that's i don't know what what else is there to really say about it like they go directly from the eel with the weird father issue thing that doesn't come back again <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i forgot about the eel 
Donkey Kong. I forgot about the no, like I knew they fell into the ocean, <laughs> but I completely forgot yeah, the series the, the series of events that led them from the ocean back to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, they're in the eel. They find Donkey Kong's old cart with the rocket, and then they ride it <laughs> to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, um, which apparently wasn't that far away. <laughs> I don't. know. Oh yeah, that's another. St- that scene is another step of like Mario's quote-unquote character arc of him being like, "Yeah, I know what it's like to be uh, disappointed with uh, by your parents. They don't love you." And he's like, Doggy Kong's like, "Ah ha ha ha! I know." <laughs> that was almost a good Seth Rogen laugh. It was almost good. Oh, <laughs> uh, it would take me a lot more effort to do a good. Dude, Seth Rogen I hate laugh. I hate Donkey Kong's like weird character whiplash between him and Mario. Yeah, his. Active, Sucks. like, vitriolic and weird. Right. He's like, I hate, hate you. For Mario. And then he's like, oh, maybe we're chill, actually. Like, one scene later. I'm yeah. like, what's going on here, it's guys? So, it's so, so nothing. And it's so, add, yeah, it's so nothing. To add that as a piece of, like, Mario's character arc to, like, you know, he, like, sees another he person. He finally who, connects with someone who, else who uh, their father is disappointed in them. But what does that and doesn't say? doesn't respect them. Again, like, we don't get any other scenes with Mario's father besides him being like, ah, you saved Brooklyn. Yes, <laughs> And saved Queens. Bro- good job. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, again, like, even the finale, like, again, zoom out a little. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, at the ice flower, like, Bowser's resolution makes sense. Like, he's like, what, what do you mean you don't want to marry me? He's like, oh, that's no fair. Wah, wah. And then he gets frozen, and then, like, it, like, it makes sense. Like, beat by beat, it kind of makes sense, but it just, I don't, it doesn't make me feel yeah, like it. Felt, it felt wrong to, like, the reason I brought it up yeah. is it just felt wrong to not mention to it. To like, completely omit I feel like we didn't talk about, like, the end of Bowser's character, yeah. or, like, Luigi or anything like that. But, that's but the like, thing. there's, there's nothing, not, there's nothing really there. There's not much to say. Like, they don't really do anything at yeah, the end. Like, beat by beat of the wedding. Like, it makes it's, sense. It's, like, fine. It's yeah. cool. Like, they get um, everyone out of the cages. Um, they... Luigi almost gets burned by lava, and that is the moment that somehow led him to not be scared, I, I think. I don't know, man. Um. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's, I don't know. The, the New York part of that, like, sequence really bugs me, just because, like, it's meant to be, like, the payoff for all of the movie stuff that we had set up well, before that. The only reason I think... And it's just, there's just nothing there. Well, I think the reason it feels like that is, actually, it's a good thing to bring up, actually, yeah. um, is the fact that there's no reason for it to be in New York. Yeah. Literally none, except for their... They really wanted it to, again, tie back into the like the parents like, and all of Brooklyn were disappointed in the Mario I was brothers. about to say, the thing we no... set up in the first part is, like... They're like the underdogs. Spike doesn't like them, or they think it like he thinks they're a joke, and they made a bad decision. And same goes for their parents. Like yeah, so like, like that's what we start yeah. the movie with. So they were like, "Oh crap, we're about to end our movie." Yeah, and we have nothing tying back to that. So they're like, "Oh, what if we send all of that to Brooklyn?" So they can just like perform the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, and in like front of it them. happens in like five seconds. It's I, it's like equivalent yeah. to the sponge out of water fight scene with <laughs> Burger Beard. Right? You're like, who cares, man? Like it's, this could have happened anyway. Like it, yeah, and it happened. Like it's over in five seconds. Yeah. None of the Brooklyn people act like if if you would if like Bowser, real life Bowser, broke into your world like in a super destructive manner, <laughs> right? And started like blowing people like up. Like the super and... enormous explosion that like sends all of these like Mushroom Kingdom things into New York. Or the fact that there's these two glowing people that are just. <laughs> 
beating the crap out of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does this say? Why would you be like, oh my gosh, I was so wrong about the Mario Brothers. <laughs> and it's so, it's so weird. I just, this just occurred to me just now. Um, Luigi, like, is meant to have, like, what what the movie in cinematic language is, seems to be informing me is meant to be like this big triumph for Luigi as a character as he comes and like saves Mario oh, despite his fear, which we have had no like threshold of how far like he wouldn't go for yeah. Mario it, like because he's he's sidelined he's thrown in a yeah cage. he's sidelined we have no idea there's no reason for that to be like a triumphant moment because. As far as we can tell, Luigi will do anything for Mario. Yeah, but the way he's set up, he's so devoted to right. Mario. Like, then, he's like, I will do, I will... So his fear doesn't really seem like a factor. And... Well, it's not even his fear. Yeah. Like, his fear is a factor, but that's that's a great point. His actual <laughs> expression of c- overcoming that fear uh-huh. seems like something he might have done in the beginning. Like, yeah. he might like have he... frozen up because he was scared, but at the but same like, time, for all you, get, we know, you get the like, impression yeah. that he would have tried. Yeah, he at least would have tried to save Mario from, like, this fire stream. Like, I don't know. It just, it feels very just half-baked and ill-conceived. And I, I don't know. It, it's just, again, just a movie I get nothing out of. Yeah, and it's it's not a bad moment, but, like, it, it's again, not a bad it's, just, it's just, we don't have it's enough just, of Luigi... There to actually be like wow he's overcome something because what has he overcome besides just being like oh i'm scared oh i'm i'm scared like he, he literally says i'm scared and then at the end of the movie he's not scared anymore there's again and look at the things he goes through he gets know, chased man. and again think about this turn off your mario brain for a second imagine you're a human being from Brooklyn. You get dropped into this thing and giant humanoid turtle skeletons come <laughs> out of the you. ground and swarm you over a pit of lava into a castle where you get kidnapped by giant guys. by masked creepy guys <laughs> and then a giant lizard man tortures you and is and then throws you in a cage cage to die dangling over lava with a bunch of people you have no comprehensible (laughs) way to relate to or recognize like think about that star like the weird death star that like is like oh he's so funny because he's a kid voice saying dark things. I, I um, do not. I don't know. I maybe it's just the rest of the movie dragging it down because that could be funny, but like I just wasn't charmed. But like by think, it at think all. again. Think about this through the and I don't mean again. I feel like any of my examples of how weird this story is just kind of take the movie way too seriously. Right. It but sounds like, like you're putting too much into it, but, but like, like this is the, the bare minimum. I was about to say, guys. but this is like I'm just trying to like make sense. Just of trying to engage with what it. What is happening in the movie yeah. like he's he's in the, all of these situations then he gets dragged away <laughs> he sees his brother in peril and then also literally gets like inches away from being melted to death right and that is what ha- like that is what happens to luigi that's that's what he's up to the whole movie and then he saves mario and then he saves mario and he's like yeah he's overcome his fear because what <laughs> because of reasons obviously <laughs> i would be i would be i would be dead <laughs> i would just die mike is like i'm staying in the dumpster bro i don't <laughs> like i don't i don't know like obviously yeah he's gonna try and save mario because it's a cartoon and <laughs> not all of this stuff is as traumatic for him because it's a cartoon yeah um whatever i'm just trying to like be like it does like just 
express how little it makes sense. Anytime any, I don't know, dude, anytime I try and empathize or tackle emotionally anything from the movie, I just am, I, I never find anything of value. And never, I never find any fundamental, like, human experience to connect to, which is so weird. Yeah, and I was trying, and I was talking about this with uh, my mom, who we watched with the second time we mm-hmm. watched. Hi, mom. She listens to Hi. the podcast. Hi, <laughs> I was talking wow. to this about her, and she, she like, must be so proud that we've spent like an hour <laughs> talking about the Mario movie. And and she was like, kind of getting like, yeah, there's a character like like Luigi grows, Mario grows, and I was trying to like get down to the surface of that and like we just never did and i I mean yeah our conversation didn't go that in depth and i'm sure Mm -hmm. she could have some like better arguments if we would have brought her on the podcast um but like it just never like i could not get anything and mom if you're listening and you're gonna be like i don't know upset at me for saying this (laughs) i just didn't grab that she had any bigger understanding of why the characters worked than i did and she engaged with it on a different level and enjoyed it. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Kids enjoying this movie, fine. Adults enjoying Dude, this movie, fine. Listen, if you can get something more out of this movie than I can, more power to you. I just get, I, I, I don't but, receive anything yeah, of value from I was about this. to say, but in the fact that like, I was like questioning like what exactly goes about to grow. It's exactly like we were saying, like, just like yeah he goes through bad things so now he's not scared anymore yeah yeah and mario again, like again zoom out a little it kind of makes sense mario like, has superpowers and saves the brooklyn so now he's not a failure anymore yeah i don't know which again it's so weird that they treat mario like such a joke and a failure they're so mean to him <laughs> they're always like oh he's so short he's so he sucks like literally the movie's like oh mario sucks he's bringing his brother down he almost gets him killed he's short he can't fight he's just terrible and the conclusion of like that is just like he rocks he he eats a mushroom and takes an invincibility star (laughs) right and beats up a lizard (laughs) it's like maybe mario's not so lame after all what i don't know man again i every time i try and dig into this movie even even just like to enjoy it like literally just to have a good time watching it i am just constantly greeted with very vapid and unrewarding conclusions every time i go anywhere near this i don't know it makes me so sad. I don't know why it makes me so sad. No, it makes me sad too. And I, and I know exactly why it makes me sad because I love Mario. Yeah. Quite frankly, that's why I mentioned it at the beginning. I really have a strong love and let's face it, nostalgia for Mario oh, I have and such for the characters nostalgia. and for the Donkey Kong characters yeah. and for Toad and for Princess I love Peach. Toad. I love, I love and my little freak Toad. The He's setting so <laughs> and the world and... Like, it's so cool and it's so fun i love mario yeah. and this just makes me sad not because it's aggressively bad and not because it's like all all things considered again it's a pretty cool way to adapt mario into a movie but like also as a movie it just kind of sucks i don't know <sighs> i don't know i don't i don't have too much no to i think i think that's a, i think that's a good little bow to wrap around (laughs) that's again i gave it a 2.5 amazing out of five two out of five two and a half if you will out of five yeah i I just i want to love it so much and i just 
just every turn again i think this is a really fun i i respect what it's doing at on some level and what it's yeah. trying to do and again and i think it's a really fun movie to I, watch with I a bunch love, of friends i love just how much love it has for mario as like a franchise and for its source materials and references like that's so cool it, and artists should always put that much dedication and care into their craft if they want to you know and i do see both how this series if they continue to make them which i'm sure they will at this point um how the oh, yeah. series could be they're gonna make another one. really good like i could see it becoming really great yeah no this is a fine and, foundation like and, if they just want to f- if they're done like going through this whole fish out of water thing and want to tell a more like i don't know substantial story in the second one i will be i will be there you know and i also could imagine a world where this movie could have been so much worse oh easily um, yeah like Again, a not not even in a fun worse like a just like aggressively even worse worse yeah that's um, true like i could see that so i'm you know what keep my fingers <laughs> crossed keep semi-optimistic because <sighs> there is love behind this there movie, is love behind it yeah and i can respect that yeah and that's Mario. That's the that's the Super Mario Bros. movie. This this sa- I think this sounds like our most like overtly negative episode maybe ever. But it is a fine movie. I want to stress again, yeah, that. Like it's really just more. I'm frustrated at its bland fineness than I exactly. am. Like oh, this sucks. Exactly. So bad. Yeah. I would I would rather have a movie that I hate, like mm-hmm. genuinely a hate, than a movie that is just boring and flat so and, and vague especially about something that i love so exactly, much exactly yeah it i don't know <laughs> again the mario movie <laughs> but let's move on we're gonna do our what we watch segment right yeah yeah and let's do let's it. do it All right, so for those of you who are new to the podcast or have just never listened this far, the What We Watched segment is a fun little thing we do at the end where we talk about all of the movies we have seen in between episodes. That's crazy. Why would we do that? We give brief (laughs) thoughts, ratings, and we we have fun. We have have fun here. We have fun here. Yeah, so this time we're going from August 1st to now. So we're so we're just gonna go in order Whoa. and talk about those movies. That's crazy. Um, and I guess I guess I I kick us off here. Indeed, you do. So on August first, I logged Black Mirror. Joan is awful. I finally I had been binging through Black Mirror to and get caught time. up to the new season, <laughs> and I and I did it. I made it. Joan is awful. What's the new season? And I watched Joan is awful. Start of the new season, and it was weird. <laughs> I I really I've heard a lot of people describe the new Black Mirror season as just being kind of strange. It's more really than weird. It's way more like it just feel it feels kind of wrong in a weird <laughs> sense. I know that they needed to take it in a new and I know that they needed to take it in a new direction after the end of season five. Yeah, season five because like it was getting pretty stale. I would say that Smithereens and uh, Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too are just like. <laughs> They were feeling very... Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad they were trying something new, but this just doesn't work. Like, essentially, Netflix is the villain of this, and yet it's put out by Netflix, <laughs> and it just doesn't work on that level. Like, it it doesn't mesh, and also, it's got a really weird tone problem. Like, it's trying to be really funny, but it's not. 
And it's just so weird. Like, it's just weird. I can't... Just more weird than anything. Yeah, I can't even describe it without getting, like, really, like, long-winded about what Joan is awful is doing. But it's just one of the more forgettable episodes, and yet one that really really stands out at the same time for doing the weird, "Uh uh-huh, isn't Netflix so bad? (laughs) They're so bad. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? They don't care about the viewer. They just want to make money. (laughs) That's so crazy. Wow. When again, Netflix would literally (laughs) totally do what they do in in, in the episode (laughs) if they could. I kid you not. Uh, so it's it's odd. I give it a three out of five. Interesting. It's it's fine. Yeah. Uh, on the second, I also watched Black Mirror, Lock Henry. Lock Henry. Um, also weird. Again, <laughs> Netflix is kind of the villain of this one. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Like, <laughs> why are they doing this? I would be fine if it wasn't such a like a staple of netflix right that's like one of netflix's like shows like Like, that's their thing and you know they have such a big hand in it it's not like these creators are like oh yeah we're taking a stand against netflix we're gonna make uh, a thing about how it's bad uh and how netflix is bad actually how true crime is inherently exploitative and series based on true crime is especially exploitative. <laughs> you know, something that Netflix does a lot. Mm, Some of like their most popular content of their stuff. Like, like I feel recently. like I feel like both of these, literally, Joan is awful and Lock Henry, both tackle a big controversial Netflix things. Yeah, like just though, like like literally cover the two biggest controversies Netflix has had in recent time. It's a relation to like paying its artists mm-hmm. and AI and treating its consumers like numbers, and they're kind of morally bad stuff that they did with like the Dahmer series. I was about to say there's there's a bit of an ethical conundrum just inherent in true crime and any fictionalization of tragedy. And the fact that these two episodes cover them in the way that they do yeah. is so kind of scummy feeling in a weird sense. Like, they're saying, like, we're not this bad. <laughs> well, at least we're not doing that, right? Like, it, again, yeah. <laughs> to an extreme, and this is an extreme example, I, I kind of described it as a similar feeling to watching something like Song of the South mm. that kind of has the smugness about it. Like, yeah, but we're yeah. not, like that racist <laughs> we're only like very racist we're, we're not super racist they're cozy racist <laughs> in song of the south yeah like it's 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 just and again that's an extreme <laughs> example obviously but it's that same kind of feeling of like we're kind of referencing the fact that like this is a thing but we're not that bad i don't know it's weird on its own lock henry is a fine episode and I think it's a little bit better than Joan is Awful because I think it has some good, like, standalone narrative tension. Mm-hmm. But also it's it's super predictable. The mystery sucks. <laughs> like, you know exactly what the mystery is going to do, like, five seconds in. Aww. So, I don't know. I gave it a three and a half because I did enjoy it. It's got some really fun performances and locations. But it's just, there's something that genuinely really bothers me specifically about Joan is Awful and Locke Henry. As, as Netflix, like shows yeah uh anyway i on the third yeah i was so long-winded about that on the third i watched a 60s film called evil eye which is an american re-release of the italian film the girl who knew too much uh directed by mario bava 
Uh, this is my first time seeing one of his movies, um, and I did not realize that it was like an American recut of the movie because they remove like all references to marijuana and drugs, which are, are kind of a pivotal like plot thing in the movie. <laughs> um, and they add like a lot more like weird slapstick. I don't know. <laughs> I think the stuff that they cut in the Italian version, which I watched later on this week, uh, is much like it, it makes sense that they actually cut it. Um, but yeah, Evil Eye, it was cool for its camera work and like fun pulp but it's not really that substantially good if that makes sense yeah yeah like it, it just does it's not that like high tension or thematically interesting or anything like that but it is still fun um but uh yeah i don't know i gave evil eye a three out of five didn't blow me away but i, I was charmed by it it was mm-hmm. nice uh then on the fourth i watched the wolf house 2018 yeah uh, a very unique uh stop motion horror film i was really excited to watch that <laughs> um i watched it as another film on my thing that i'm doing which is like monthly suggestions that i was given at the beginning of the year on twitter and this was one of them yeah and it was really it was really interesting i really it's it's one of the most fascinating films from a production standpoint that i've seen after watching the film i cannot even comprehend the <laughs> amount of work and like skill and talent that went into making it how it is ridiculous even just one shot from that movie is ridiculous to me (laughs) yeah and the scale that it's on like dude they have like full human scale like paper mache people walking around i don't know how they do it it's crazy um and it does a really great job of curating a really unique atmosphere along with kind of the undertones of the really genuinely dark true story that kind of holds over it so it's this fascinating kind of experience of this like dark fairy tale that isn't actually like nothing actively that scary happens in the movie Mm -hmm. but yet the imagery especially using the stop motion and the uh, like the references and kind of alluding to the actual horrifying things that the story is kind of about make it such a such an atmospheric experience i was about to say the reason i was so excited for it not only like for its craft but i i just have a feeling that i'm really gonna dig its atmosphere like it just looks like something i would enjoy I will, I will say one of my biggest problems with the movie and the reason I don't really like, I'm not like raving in the streets Mm -hmm. about it is I just got bored with it, quite frankly. (sighs) Like I was, I was bored. It felt long and it's 75 minutes. Yeah. I I was about to say it's a short movie. (laughs) And if it feels long and it's short, that's really bad in my opinion. Oh, Uh, but it doesn't take away from it enough that I'm like, ew. So yeah, I give it a four out of five. Nice. Very cool. You should watch it. Solid rating. Yeah. Then on the fourth, what did we watch, Remy? We we sat down at our in the comfort of our couch and watched um, the Super Mario Bros. movie for the first time out of theaters. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Here we come, exactly. <laughs> I I compared it to uh, Playmobil the movie in in this review because it features uh, Anya Taylor Joy uh, in a weird role in a baddish <laughs> movie but not like actively that terrible based on a child's property exactly i i i i think actually the playmobile movie is a pretty decent comparison and like actual quality to <laughs> mario very different kinds of movies though then what did you watch remy uh later on that day i watched a movie called sleepover from 2004 
I thought it would be another like early 2000s like fun romp in like teen adventure comedy movies you know you know you know that like yeah, weird niche yeah. that popped up around that time <laughs> i was i fingers crossed for like another like mean girls or clueless which i love so so much um but this was not that uh the vibes were kind of horrendous in this one <laughs> there's like some weird like i don't i don't know man <laughs> I, I, you I, haven't vibes, been able to describe this to me you've just said the vibes are off the vibes are really off like when i say the vibes are off the vibes are really off like <laughs> i don't know it's just like these kids running around doing like very questionable things without like <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to describe <laughs> it it's kind of surreal it like almost dips into voyeurism at points it's very strange mm. and very questionable <laughs> I would not recommend it to anyone, um, but it wasn't like, I don't know, it's not like a cinematic failure, it's just more baffling than anything. <laughs> Sounds weird. I will not forget about it, at least. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I ended up giving Sleepover a 2 out of 5. Uh, it was a real, real hot streak for you there. Really Robbie. weird, I don't know. <laughs> Bad vibes. Uh, then on the 5th, we turned it all around. Oh no! By wa- <laughs> oh no! By watching turn uh, the beat around Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver. Yeah, I had never seen Taxi Robbie, Driver. I've never before. seen Taxi Driver. Big big blind spot for me when it comes to Scorsese and I guess just film history. This is a big like like a, the big art house movie essentially. Right. If um, that if that exists. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'd I'd seen it before, uh, but I was inter- I was like I was curious to rewatch it again cuz I'm working on a video about Scorsese right yeah. now, uh, which is fun. And yeah, we got to watch Taxi Driver, which on a rewatch still really fantastic (laughs) i i i I almost like want to not love it but it's really good (laughs) yeah um like honestly it's a masterful director with a really smart screenwriter and a really good like lead actor and just general cast and one of my favorite composers all working together in like perfect harmony and yeah like even though i'm not like obsessed with like the aesthetics of the movie or anything like it's not generally my bag um like it's it's just undeniably like a really well-made yeah, and I, well-conceived movie i can't get over this you got like michael chapman <laughs> on the cinematography yeah uh paul schrader Dude. on the writing <laughs> Um, we we have not shied away from our love of um paul schrader's like writing and which is it's so funny because yeah. like paul schrader is an interesting <laughs> person yes who writes interesting movies very unique i didn't actually know that apparently this movie was not edited by thelma schumacher no yeah it's not a schumacher movie which, which is, is very there are like i think it's like one of the only i mean ones you can tell not, it has a yeah, different rhythm to it's it definitely and, got a different rhythm yeah. i just didn't know that anyway i don't need to be getting this in depth into <laughs> i'm taxi saying driver. a lot of very talented artists but that's what, I, that's what i was really really well that's what i was this. gonna say is i was just gonna shout out some of my favorite artists on it and i didn't know that thelma schumacher didn't edit it but yeah dude um, the fact that this is bernard herman's like final score before he died i'm like this is crazy it's crazy good. it's some of his best work it's got great Maybe vibes it's a lot more contemplative than i thought it would be going in and yeah, i and, and i really appreciate that especially on a rewatch it's not my favorite from scorsese by a long shot but mm, yeah it's, it's just not really, really my favorite it's just either. really fantastic again it's, it's not my total cup of tea even from schrader um but it's fantastic it's just undeniably like a really 
well thought through and like good idea for a movie i don't know they just executed it so well yeah i gave it a five out of five i also gave it a five out of five big surprise <laughs> from a couple of guys who have letterboxed accounts in a podcast of course they like yeah Taxi Driver. exactly yeah uh also on the fifth Idiot. uh i watched <laughs> what, what did you watch <laughs> i watched the silence of the lambs uh, my mom had never seen The Silence of the Lambs. Uh, she That's didn't, crazy. She didn't feel good. I didn't feel good. <laughs> you guys were both sick. We were both sick. Uh, so I was like, we were looking for something to watch. I was like, oh, mom, you would like The Silence you know of the Lambs. You know what would make you feel better? Silence of the Lambs. No, but she, you know her. She likes, she likes, she likes crime, crime yeah, mysteries. She likes like, crime mystery thrillers, and Silence of the Lambs is like the crime yeah, mystery she thriller. Had, she had never seen it. Like, me, my dad, and Robbie had seen it before. It's awesome, um, dude. So oh yeah, we watched it, and it was really fun. It's I still really Jonathan fantastic. Dem, man. It kind of, like, it's not my favorite thing in the world, much like Taxi Driver. It's one of those classics that i really really respect but it's not like my go-to mm-hmm. um but i i put it just like i did in my other review like it's just like i I don't have hardly any problems with it and it has such a great sense of class <laughs> and classicness to it like i watch it and i feel like yeah like it's almost like a mm. excuse me it's almost like a comforting kind of like yeah, this is like a movie. You know, Yossi described um, Rob Reiner's misery like that. Like when you start the movie, you're like, "Yeah, I'm like watching a movie." Yeah, you know? I would agree with I would agree <laughs> with that about misery too. Yeah, like it's just I don't know. It's really great. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's 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 I hate that it has such a kind of icky part of it in terms of like the transphobia attached yeah, to it. It does, but it is a really fantastic movie, and at least it quote-unquote like tries to be like <laughs> it, no, it kind of reconciles yeah. it but like not in a substantial enough way to really like make it seem all right <laughs> yeah which is sad and yeah. it, it par- partially it ages plays, it a bit yeah partially plays into me not like loving it mm-hmm. loving it but yeah it is, no, like, it's never gonna be my favorite or anything but it is really fantastic i yeah, also gave it a five out of five i was i just little side if i might um yeah. did your perspective change on it at all after seeing something wild uh, another Jonathan Dem. No, not really. I don't. I, I <laughs> they feel very they feel like very separate. different. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. I mean, I can see how they're from the same director, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, it's like night like, and day, dude. I'm not like, oh yeah, the Silence of the Lambs <laughs> and something wild. Those yeah. are those are similar. I don't movies. know. It's just it's an interesting thought I've always had when I watched it. I was like, this is the guy who did something wild. That's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's a good movie. Um, but I, on that same day, on the fifth, I sat down and watched the Italian version of Evil Eye, uh, which is called The Girl Who Knew Too Much. Whoa, whoa! And it was a lot better. And whoa. it had like an interesting main character with a nice thematically rich movie. Whoa, screenplay, and it was layered and cool, and it had a jazz score instead of a cliched <laughs> American movie score. Whoa, the jazz was so good, Mike. <laughs> I can't. Uh, America sucks sometimes. I was about to say America snatched like this awesome like moody jazz score off of the girl who knew too much and replaced it with like this weirdly derivative like Hitchcock score and it like it just doesn't sound good. Yeah, like well, it's like the worst version well, of a Hitchcock like it, like score. It, sound, it sounds like they literally like they they saw like a very 
Italian horror kind mm-hmm. of movie, and we're like, we can't put this out for American audiences. <laughs> what would they think? So they like stripped it of like everything. Well, and see, the thing is, um, the girl who knew too much is like kind of like metatextually commenting on like the tropes of more pulpy of uh, like Italian literature. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like that's one of its coolest things, and it's just kind of like completely brushed over in the American version, and that's why it's so much more like flat and two dimensional because there's nothing, there's like no subtext for it anymore. Like yeah. all of its like commentaries like with its main like male character being kind of like this bumbling idiot instead of like the swoop in and save the day love interest like he's almost made out to be in the american version it's so weird i don't know the italian version is way way better do not watch evil eye go and watch the girl who knew too much instead because it rocks and it's awesome uh but yeah it's cool uh i gave it a four out of five i don't think it's like quite perfect but it's like such a good time because like it ends with her being like wait a minute i smoked marijuana at the beginning this could have all been a dream <laughs> at the end of the movie and i'm like that's the perfect way to end that's every so movie. funny that's what they should do every time <laughs> but yeah again they cut that out in the american version what's up with that <laughs> but yeah i gave it a four out of five i thought it was a good time <laughs> Nice, uh, nice. And then on the 7th, I, I believe this is the next yes. thing. Yeah. Uh, we sat down and watched uh, Paper Moon. Paper Moon, another Peter Bogdanovich film. Yeah, this is my second Bogdanovich movie, which we've talked about What's Up Doc quite a few times, I think. Yeah, uh, just one intermittently. Of one of my favorite comedies. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite movies ever. Um, <laughs> so I was excited yeah. to see another Bogdanovich movie. It's and it cool. was it was pretty good. I really I really like the vibes that the movie has. Yeah, it's got um, some great atmosphere. I really love the performance from um, Tatum O'Neill. Yeah, She's man. really great in this. She deserved the Oscar. Absolutely, um, man. And yeah, it's just, it's very simple. It's very down to earth feeling, and it's just fun. It's kind of classic. I was about to say it's a really sweet like film on a screenplay level, and it tackles like its character writing and thematic like cohesion in a really like I don't know, just smart way, like with a lot of finesse. And I don't know, it's pretty much like flawless character writing. I was I'm just so pleasantly surprised whenever like a screenplay just writes really good interesting characters (laughs) um and again like even just the you know like moment to moment stuff is just really it's really well directed it's really well written it's really well performed it's just a good movie man yeah i think it drags in a couple parts but not even that bad yeah but like Um, it's always it's always taking time to do something that i think is worthwhile even though i don't think it's super entertaining all of the time like a lot of it's more like side tangents about like sexuality and racism and stuff are always interesting but not always like as um narratively rewarding yeah they're more it's thematically just kind of relevant. there yeah, yeah like it's cool and good and i'm glad it's in there but like yeah it's not as like gripping and like amazing as it could be yeah the only other thing that i would add to this is that i like learned about ryan o'neill like i knew i knew about like he's been in several movies that i like i was about to say ryan Um, o'neill he's a very good actor i'm like that's so cool and then i and then i read about him and then i read about his like experience like with this movie and his daughter and i'm like oh no i always oh no there, there are a few feelings that i hate more than seeing like a super talented artist that i love their work and then ju- i just find out they're just like 
a very morally reprehensible yeah person. it makes me really sad especially yeah. being like with the, that he stars with his daughter in this movie and yeah. the stuff that happened with that no it it, it does kind of take away from my enjoyment of the movie a bit but like you can't you can't blame yeah the film no, for you that. can't blame the film and i think it's a really good film that yeah. was just kind of a side thing like i also like was like dang that's depressing yeah no that that, that i was kind of just sitting with that because you like told me that like in the first third of the movie and then i was just sitting with that the rest of the movie exactly. like oh no come on yeah Man. but anyway i gave it a four out of five yeah i gave it a four out of five also very good then on the 8th, we headed out to the theater for Ghibli Fest. Ghibli Fest And we watched Princess Mononoke, Mononoke in theaters, which is one of my favorite animated movies, if not my favorite animated movie. And it's fantastic and beautiful and really well made. <laughs> and everything about it is perfect. And it's really emotional. And uh, <laughs> it's like the best animated movie ever. Is it a stretch to call Mononoke um, Miyazaki's like most towering movie? Like it feels like his most ambitious almost, which is weird you know, to say. Like, yeah, with Spirited <laughs> Away existing, that's weird to say because I feel like Spirited Away. But like Spirited like, Away is a lot more contained. Than yeah, it's a things. very small scale story. Yeah. This is just a massive story. It's just huge. Like, this is just a huge movie. Like, th that's more what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, no, this I feels would, like his biggest I would say movie. it's his biggest movie. Yeah. And, like, it's... I think it attempts to do a bit too much in its somewhat, like, complex, like, politically and thematically complex narrative. Um, but, like, that's honestly... That's where you're wrong. Honestly, I think, like, it has enough craft and care that like my minor qualms with it feeling a bit rushed sometimes like doesn't really take that much away from the movie as a whole i think it it is quickly <laughs> paced but not to the point where it's like oh no this is a problem no like i like i'm just saying like it feels like we're kind of scrambling around a lot of the time which sometimes i'm like yeah that's good we should feel that way and other times i'm like i would rather sit for a second here and like just take it in <laughs> which like again very minute uh, point like very small criticism of the movie i especially this viewing like seeing it in a theater i was like wow this is like just a towering beautiful movie like i don't understand how miyazaki just keeps making like such amazing movies over and over again but then Ravi remembered it's he so hates phenomenal. fun and he hates cinema i i am not a fantasy guy mononoke is gonna make me a fantasy guy <laughs> because it's just that darn good <laughs> i give it a five out of five yeah i give it a five out of five too man like i said like i just have some very minor problems with it but uh, yeah it's cool <laughs> then on the 10th i watched black mirror beyond the sea uh, which is kind Whoa. of the one I've heard the most about from the season. I feel like I just keep hearing that Aaron Paul is in it. I don't. Yeah. I feel like I haven't heard anyone actually say anything and about the episode. Aaron Paul was fun. He did a really good job. He's a cool actor. But I think it's kind of. I actually wrote a lot about it on Letterboxd. <laughs> uh, I think it kind of is just kind of really weak compared to what it could be. Mm and is pretty passable and fun and good i feel like you say that about like every black mirror episode that's you're like because, it's not all that that's could because be. it's black mirror <laughs> on the whole has really kind of been a disappointing show to me um it's it's pretty fine black mirror is a certified 
three-star show. Certified a pretty good show. Yeah. Fine. The aver- I think the average <laughs> I gave, if you average out my ratings for all the episodes, it's like a 3.2 yeah. for the show. <laughs> There's some episodes that I think are really fantastic, but most episodes I'm just kind of sad that they could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one isn't even like, it doesn't even have that much bad about it. But there's just a lot of little things here and there that don't make it fully work. But really the standout and the reason I think so many people bring up Aaron Paul is he's just giving such a good performance here. His physicality and characterizing two different people and like the same body is really fantastic. And he's just engaging and great to watch. That's cool. He is the highlight of the episode. Yeah, again, I feel like I just hear people talk about, like, Aaron Paul is in Black Mirror, and it's great. <laughs> Not, like, anything about the episode itself beyond Yeah, the that. episode itself is pretty fine. And at least it's it got away from the whole Netflix theme. <laughs> that I was very happy about that. What if they just stayed on that the whole season? Oh my, I was really worried. By, by two episodes in a row of them doing that, I was like, oh, crap. This is just going to be all that the new season is. That would be so funny. And I was very worried. Uh, um, but yeah, it was pretty good. I gave it a three and a half. Cool. Uh, on the 10th, I sat down and watched uh, Circus Maximus, which I don't think like anyone's has seen. <laughs> uh, it had an AMC premiere and everything. 3,000 people it's have watched it. Yeah, not very many. Yeah, not very many. Um, but it's the new Travis Scott uh, companion film for his new album, Utopia. That's a shame, Ruby. Um, Utopia, you know... Say what you will about Travis Scott. I think Utopia is a fine album that's that I enjoy listening to. <laughs> Circus Maximus is not a fine movie, and I do not enjoy watching it. Um, it's basically like a music video compilation in the first half and like this weird like rehearsed concert thing in the second half, and it just doesn't really succeed in either. <laughs> um, I don't know. Gaspar Noé, no, I don't, I don't remember how to pronounce his name. Um, I should know by this point, <laughs> uh, but he directed a segment, the guy who did um, like Climax and Vortex, which I mentioned Vortex, I think, in what we watched episode a little while back, yeah. uh, which I like. And he directed a one of the music videos for Circus Maximus, and it was the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> and I was like, I want this to go on for the whole rest of the hour. I don't want it. I don't want it to end. And then it ended and then it got boring again. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> sad times. Um what else is there to say? You probably don't want me to say anything else. About I mean, it. yeah, I can keep it brief, keep it long. Um, it's stilted and then it's dull. Uh, it has a cool, it has some cool segments when they have like a real director. I'm sorry, Travis Scott. I don't think you're a talented director. Um, please like go study cinematic craft so you can become <laughs> a better director. I want you to do something of value cinematically if you have a passion to do that um but this is not good directing (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) um but yeah anytime there's like a real director behind one of the music videos i'm like yeah this is kind of cool i can get down with this but then like even then it's still just a bunch of music videos stitched together there's no like overarching narrative that has anything of worth to say um but yeah i don't know the whole project it kind of addresses the astroworld 2021 fest thing that happened which if you're familiar with travis scott at all you know about astroworld 2021 um big tragedy obviously i i am not happy about it and i kind of just hoped they wouldn't address it at all here um or like (laughs) made the whole thing about it yeah and instead they like 
half address it and then move on and it feels really disrespectful to everyone yeah and i'm like this is really it it comes off as really crass and like the whole thing in the second half feels like an ad for his live shows instead of like having something to say about how he (laughs) manages his live shows i don't know it 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 left a really bad taste in my mouth for an already kind of blah movie so I ended up giving it a two out of five. Like, I, I don't know. It's a very strange piece. I, I could probably write an essay about it, honestly. <laughs> Travis Scott. Um, very, yeah. Doesn't seem like a very discerning guy in this context, which is sad. Uh, but then after that, I watched a really good movie. Yeah, what did we watch after that? <laughs> we really? watched a real movie. Like, a real movie. We watched Michael Mann's Collateral after Whoa. that. Vincent Collateral? Vincent Collateral. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Why does Tom Cruise have top billing in this? What's going on here? Yeah, it should be Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. He's a leader Calm movie. down. It should be Jamie Foxx movie. What are you doing? Uh, I feel like we've sung Michael Mann's praises before on here. Yeah, and Collateral's praises, Yeah, too. and Collateral's It's really good. It's, it's so good. It's doing so many cool things. I think it's got really fantastic writing, atmosphere, performances, action scenes. Like, it's just... Dude, the cinematography, the lighting. I can't believe the cinematography works. <laughs> Objectively, this movie seems like it would just look bad, it, but it, it doesn't. It seems like it should feel so, like, amateurish and, like, lightweight, but it somehow manages to, like... It makes me cry multiple times. it's got such a it's got such a weight to it yeah it's really impressive i i don't know how they did it um, <laughs> actually yeah and it's like really goofy too like there's some just absolutely hilariously goofy it's a lines really fun movie yeah dude. but yeah at the same time it's got such a strong weight i don't know it's so cool you it's should go watch cool collateral movie. yeah collateral is so cool jamie fox is amazing in it tom cruise is amazing in it they're they're really fun together yeah man um, it's just it's just the best michael yeah. mann's just the best director maybe maybe effort i gave it a five out of five i gave it a five out of five also uh then on the 11th we watched avatar the way of water our first time since we're seeing it in real d 3d imax we really should do an episode on the way of water real d 3d imax i know we've we watched it at our our tv at home barf (laughs) am i right the only thing worse would be watching it on your phone watching it on my apple if you watch it on your phone james cameron personally comes to your house and shoots you in the face (laughs) i got very violent very quick Uh, that's how strongly james cameron feels about this uh yeah jim if you will the way of water um Go read Taylor J. Williams' review of The Way of Water, because he points out, like, a really funny, um, like, thing that James Cameron is really leaning into in the script of this one, like, with, like, the sitcomness of it all. Yeah. Like, the sitcom dadness of it all. <laughs> um, and it's really insightful and cool and, like, speaks to the family dynamic that really sells The Way of Water, because it's a very minimal movie uh, on plot. <laughs> Uh, but like uh, again, it feels like a quintessential like middle child movie, and I can I can appreciate that. I think it's cool. <laughs> Any, anything to add on the way of water, Micah? I don't know. It's beautiful. It's it's, so... it's breathtaking yeah. to kind of sit with. I really just I really have a strong respect for a movie that can have me sit with it for this long and just enjoy <laughs> the world. Right. It's crazy. I don't know how the finale is like so compelling. I was about to say plus, like, plus. It's just like a hangout movie. I almost. think I think the end of this movie is just phenomenal. I yeah. love oh the climax goodness. of the movie. Oh my goodness! 
Yeah, no, I think The Way of Water might even be better than the first one. And we already, like, did a whole episode gushing about yeah, the first I one. Like, I like it better than the first one at yeah. this point on a rewatch at home. Oh, yeah, on a rewatch, um, all of my pacing problems that I had on the first time kind of just melted away. Dude, like, bit. legitimately, though, like, the end of, uh, like, The Way of Water is a standout for just, in my mind, for, like, movies Modern in a while. Movies, it's yeah. so good. It's got so much tension. It's so violent and visceral in a really unique way. James Cameron is just like the master. He's he's a guru, if you will, of like an action blockbuster. <laughs> he, no one makes it like a Cameron movie. You yeah, know, like again, no one's doing it like And him. again, I can't believe it works as well as this. Even right? just looking at the frame for a second, I like I looked at the frame on Letterboxd and I'm like, that's not a movie. What what? Like, why do I care so much about these weird how blue does, blobs? How does that <laughs> work? Like, look at the... Like, honestly, if you have a letterbox thing, open it up, look at the frame on Letterboxd. You look at this and you're like, that doesn't look like a real movie. But, like, crazy. it looks so good. And, like, when you're watching the movie, you care for the character so much and it gets you so into everything. I don't understand how he does it. It's so seamless. It's like magic. Yeah. It's I, amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he keeps... I, I really hope we all get, five avatars. I hope we get a version three of uh, the Colonel. Like I yeah. want him to die again. I was hoping I was hoping he would die at the end of the movie, and then we get so like, he a, be resurrected like a, a again. third one. And and I hope we just keep him as the only bad That's guy so of funny. the entire movie. Dude, I love the way of water. Yeah, it's it's one of the best of 2022. I gave it easily. a four and a half out of five. Five out of five, man. I I just I'm so charmed by its like <laughs> oddly quaint like screenwriting habits. It's so great. Uh, but yeah, that we watched Way of Water and then we watched um, Sherlock Junior. Yeah, Sherlock Junior. What a sweet little film. What a sweet film. It's so good. It's so funny. Buster Keaton, I, Micah. I was I was cracking up the whole time it's so and it's, it's, it's so just it's just the best it's so impressive it's got <laughs> such good bits and pacing and story and uh, i don't know what can i say it's i a, mean it's, 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 it's kind it's of like a technical powerhouse yeah, i was about to say i can't think of anything um like <laughs> wrong with it or even like it's just so good um i think uh screening notes on letterboxd or sparky as he is also known mentioned that he thinks it's a bit too short and i i kind of agree eh, i could see that like it doesn't quite feel substantial enough for it to be like an all-time favorite or anything but like for what's here like it's pretty pretty uh perfect i think it's just like amazing set pieces and like really funny and inventive physical comedy and it's just a really clever movie and like it's endlessly charming i love it so much yeah it's so good <laughs> yeah i give it a five out of five give i think it it's kind of, of perfect too. yeah it's it's amazing <laughs> I, I always I'm I'm always skeptical of people saying they don't like silent movies if they haven't seen like Sherlock Jr. You know, right? <laughs> like, because there are some like just painstakingly boring silent flicks, but you got to know where to look. You can't just turn on any. Yeah, you can't right. Turn on any of them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sherlock Jr. That was the last. That thing was we what watched. we watched. That's all we've watched. And that that that's was all the we ever will watch. Yeah, that's it. We're we're, done. We, we're swearing off all we're movies. Done with movies now. We're like the Mario movie wasn't it wasn't all we hoped it was. Well, that, that's time to give it up. We're, we're not we're not done with the podcast either. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna talk about every movie that we've seen. We're now. just gonna recollect it from memory. Like, yeah, we're not gonna watch anymore. We're just gonna like work through the catalog of movies we've seen and talk like, about all of them. We're like, I think this happens in Hop 2011. <laughs> and once we're done, once we've talked about every movie. 
then we will put recently logged to rest. It's time to call it. <laughs> Definitively, you know? Like, at that point, we'll, we have talked about every movie. Every movie. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank we'll you see you next listening. time. Again, check out the Alien Covenant, or, yeah, Alien Covenant giveaway. Yeah, you could still win. You could still win. Go for it. Ooh. <laughs> it's not spooky. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It's a me, a Mario, Luigi. (laughs) Wow! Like when you open up Mario Kart Eight and they're like Luigi Kart Eight. Luigi Kart Eight. (laughs) I love, I love the alternate Mario Kart Eight. I love how the Bowser one is just. Dude, I the Peach one doesn't have any words. The Toad one is just him like screeching. <laughs> the Link one is just hi, hey, ah. <laughs> Great game, great game. So go good. play, go play Mario Kart Eight. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. It's a me, a Mario, and we're here on Recently Logged talking about the Super Mario Bros. <laughs> movie. <laughs> what was that? That was that was like almost a Charlie Day impression. The for a Super second. Mario Bros. movie is what. That's the thing. I, how does Luigi? How would that even sound? The Super Mario Bros. Oh movie. yeah, you go more nasal. With yeah, it. you got to be more. The Super. Oh. <laughs> The Super Mario Bros. The Super Mario Bros. movie. I don't know. I'm trying to conjure it in my mind how it would even sound. The Super Mario. <laughs> sounds like I'm holding my nose. <laughs> gotta keep all, I gotta keep all this in. Right? Okay, hold up. What if I just say... You say I'm Mario. I could just say I'm Luigi. That's a lot shorter. <laughs> can, you, can you pull off the I'm Luigi? <laughs> I'm Luigi. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good. That works. That works. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Leave this at the end for a blooper. Oh, gosh. I swear. No. Okay.